All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome to Dropping the Gloves, everybody. John's here. Tim's here. Hi, Tim. You look like your fresh face just woke up. No, I, I went for a run. I'm wide, I'm wide awake. Really? Yeah. How far? Uh, not that far, like two miles. How long does two miles take you these days? I don't know. I didn't time myself. Do you run, do you run with your glasses on or your glasses off? I take them off. Do you wear contacts? No, I'm good. How, how bad is your eyesight? It's not that bad. My left eye is pretty weak. My right eye is pretty normal. Interesting. Isn't there someone named Left Eye who's a rapper? <laughs> I don't know. If don't it's know not taken, I'll take it. Because that sounds like a name, Left Eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> sounds like a cowboy name, like a cowboy villain. Oh, mm-hmm. Left Eye McGee over there. No, sounds like a rapper. Sounds like a rapper. Can't turn yourself into a cowboy villain. But anyway, it's good for you being healthy. I actually played an uh, invigorating game of flag football, touch football yesterday. Against your daughters? No, against um, – I went on a canoe trip with all the boys, men, fathers from my church. And we there was like f- a good 40 of us. Wow. And then we played a game of flag fo- – or touch football afterwards. We had like a picnic thing. And there's like the kids range in age from 10 to 17. And then the dads play too. And I'm like feeling it this morning. We played for a good hour, hour and a half. And I'm sore. You scored all? Oh, man. I was dropping dimes all over the field. I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt good. I felt real good. I think I ran for, I caught two, ran for one, and threw for three. So, <laughs> but who's counting? But I was, the, I was definitely the, the MVP of that game. I felt, I felt good leaving the, uh, leaving the park. 
took my <laughs> stress out on some little kids who were just out for a good time, and I just turned it into a serious game. But anyways, I tried to get some guests for this episode. I did. I reached out to all my contacts in the Stanley Cup bubble, and they all just ignored me. So we're on our own, Tim. I'm even trying to get Anton Hudobin, but no luck. No luck so far. I did an interview about him with the Houston Chronicle, and I was like, well, maybe I'll be able to get a hold of him this way. But no, no luck. I think maybe after the Stanley Cup. If he wins it and he's Con Smythe, then I'll get him. But until then, there's no luck, Tim. I'm sorry. Tim always pesters me to try to get people. He's like, text this guy. Text that guy. Most of the times I do not text them, but I did yesterday, and they both just ghosted me. You always tell me you do, though. You're always like, yeah, okay, I did. I will. No, I said I will, but then I don't say that I did. Yeah. What are you going to do? So we're heading into game two tonight for the Stars and the Lightning. You picked the Lightning. I did. What happened in game one with them? You know, it, it's four to one, right? It was, and you look at the scoreboard; it wasn't that close of a game. I think it was closer than the score indicated, but the stars just finished, and Kadobin stood on his head. I mean, I, I don't think I have much more to say than that. Um, what what did, did you watch it? Yeah, I don't think Kudobin stood on his head. I really don't. Like he played well. Tampa had a few good chances. I know they threw a lot of pucks at him for the like twentieth consecutive game. Dallas was outshot. So I, I don't think just by looking at the stats, you can go, oh, he made 35 saves. He stood on his head. I, I Like he made the saves he was supposed to make, then he made a couple good. Like like I said in the previous podcast, Dallas gives up anywhere from two to five grade A chances a game. That's their kind of sweet spot. And he made those saves. There was a back door to point that he saved. There was a scramble with Coleman in front of the net that he kind of pushed away. And the only goal Tampa got was a fluke goal from the point shot off of Gord, off of the Dallas D-man back of the net. So it's not like – I wasn't impressed with Tampa Bay. I'll say that. I think they weren't focused. I don't know if they, for some reason, took the Dallas Stars lightly, which would be crazy for them to do that after Tampa's history and what Dallas has done, just just taking out the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. It's funny. I was listening to our last podcast – I got to be better with distinguishing teams because I was talking about the the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I was talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. It's hard when teams don't have an S at the end of their name. I don't know. I just like like the stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to be like the Lightnings. Like, so I always <laughs> call them the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know. Anyways, it, it didn't seem like Tampa was ready to play. It seemed like they played decent in the first and then Dallas just steamrolled them in the second. Dallas controlled the play. Tampa got into penalty trouble. And then even Dallas's first goal, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you know people are going to finish checks. And so Dallas goes in, number 25, I think it's Dickinson, finishes its check on Ryan McDonough. And for some reason, they didn't like the hit. McDonough turned at the last minute and kind of it, it might have been from behind. But even then, it wasn't a very dirty hit. Bogosian goes over there. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning are completely distracted, not even playing hockey at this point. They're just like, whoa, whoa, like looking around, thinking there should be a penalty. Dallas keeps playing, gets the puck from behind the net, throws it out to my former D partner on the St. John's Ice Caps, Joel Hanley. And Joel goes top, top cheese. 
and it's one nothing, and they're sitting there complaining to the referee. It's like, figure it out, boys. It says game one of the Stanley Cup finals, and you're sitting there complaining about maybe this should be a penalty. And Bogosian's not like he, he's been around. You don't just go over and tap Dickinson on the shoulder and say, hey, man, that was a bad hit. If you're going to go over there, you drop your gloves and you clean his cock so the whistle goes. Or you like hammer him so the whistle goes. You just don't go over there and stand at and stare at him and then realize the play's still going on and panic and skate back to the front of the net. By that time, the winger that would have been on Joel Hanley had to crash to the net because Bogosian was in the corner. So that left Hanley open and Hanley's wide open in the slot for goal. It's just, it's a tic-tac-toe play, but you have to be smart. And Zach Bogosian should know better. Like that's a, that was a big brain fart by him. And then at the end of the first or end of the second period, Fat Maroon shoots the puck into the bench and gets a 10-minute misconduct because he's a big baby. Dallas just scored at the end um, the end of that period, and he shoots the puck in the bench and sets the tone for the whole third period. Dallas is ticked off. Maroon gets a 10-minute misconduct. That, again, messes up their lines. It's just little things like that. It's like you cannot have mental breakdowns like that in the Stanley Cup final. And I know people who oh, you've never been in the Stanley Cup final. I haven't, but I'm a hockey player. I've been around these guys. I know what it takes to win. I know the things you can't do. You can't make mental mistakes like that. You can't get frustrated because you're losing 2 nothing or 3-1 to one or whatever the score was and shoot the puck in the bench. It's a baby little brat move by Maroon, who won the cup last year. You think he'd know better. But anyways, so just to get back to Hudobin, I don't think he played that outstanding. I think he played solid. He made two or three really good saves, and the rest of the way, he – you know, the Dallas Stars, they give up a lot of shots. But if, if you watch the shot chart, most of it's from the outside. You know, most of it's from outside the dots, above the top of the circle. They're really, really smart with how they collapse the house. They don't over-collapse. They don't just everyone rip into their crease and they're just giving up one bombs and shots from the outside. They get deflected. Like, they pressure the shooter. They keep him to the outside. And Hudobin, he's good on his angles and he's good on his rebounds. So, very, very good game by the Dallas Stars. Very impressed. Corey Perry was the one who impressed me the most. He was in on all the Dallas Stars goals. He was forechecking. He was effective. He was being his old, like, pest self, chirping at guys. So, I don't know. If if they can keep this up and keep Tampa, like, on the outside and frustrated, I think Dallas has a good chance of closing this out. Tonight will be a big game, obviously. Game two is always a big game. Every game's a big game. But it's just, if will Tampa have a bounce back? Do they have anything? that they can switch up their lineup with or just kind of, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Tim, what do you think? If you can inject like an all-star caliber player, you know, when I'm, you're down one nothing in the series. Tim. I just played f- touch football yesterday. Can't do it. Surprising. You need, you need another all-star. You'll be surprised to hear, John. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about. I got to go. I got to go. Steven Stamkos. So is it, they say he's pretty much ready to go. Down one nothing in the series. Do you dress him tonight? I absolutely dress him. Absolutely. You have to get him in the lineup. And it's still a no-win for Stammer. If he plays the next three games and they lose three, they're out. So I, I think you have to, especially only scoring one goal and a, a, a just not even a goal at that. Like Yanni Gord was not the last person to touch that puck. In in reality, Dallas scored all five goals. So I think you got to get him in there. Their power play looks stagnant. They didn't really get too many oppor- like too many chances when they were on their power play. 
you need to just just that even just boost the morale maybe that's all they need just to kind of give them a little kick in the butt to get Stamkos in there who do you take out well they're addressing seven defensemen right now yeah but I guess you would take out a defenseman yeah that that's a logical thing because uh yeah, that maroon penalty even more handicaps them now that you say that. You have a forward sitting for 10 minutes and you only have 11 forwards. You're down to 10. It's just, anyway, stuff like that really drives me nuts. Why would you shoot the puck in the bench? All right, focusing back to Sam Close. Would, would you play him, Tim? Would you dress him? I think I would, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't put him on the first line, though. I don't no. mess with that first line. No, I don't think you put him on the first. I think you slot him on the second line or the third line. Yep. You, know, you give him 12 minutes, 10 minutes. You, you put him on the power play. Put him where he can succeed. Put him on the half wall there and just let him rip shots. And if anything, he would be a distraction for the Dallas Stars because I know we, we used to go into Tampa Bay on the power play. It's like, who do we take away? We, t- we have to take away Stamkos. And so we would take our <clears throat> right defenseman, and usually he plays tighter to the net. You would put him right up on a Stamkos because you're, you're so worried about his one-timer. And with that defenseman getting pulled away from the net, it opens up so much more ice for the other four guys to just work. And if those guys can beat you, that's what we said. We said, you know what? We're going to make you beat us with the other guys. We're taking away Stamkos. We do with Stamkos. We would do with Ovechkin. Those are the only two guys in the league that RPK would just take away guys fully. So if, uh, if that's what they do, it opens things up. And who knows what shape Stamkos is in. You know he's going to be excited. He'll be he'll be geeked out to get into the to the lineup. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be cool if he plays. I think it'll be a neat moment to see him on the ice. And uh, I, if I was a betting man, which I am on Bet Online, I would put all my money on him playing. That that's that's how I feel. I don't know. What level of pressure do you think that he has to get on the scoring board tonight? Um, I think he probably puts a lot of pressure on himself just because he, he is a captain and he does take pride in that. And he, you know, he wants to be the best and like, I, I've been around him a little bit and I think he puts a ton of pressure on himself. I don't think there's any pressure from the outside media or the outside fans. I don't think anyone's expecting him to just jump in there and make an immediate impact, but I think he wants to go out there and put his, cause what if he goes out and they lose again? Do you take him out of the lineup? And he kind of lays an egg. It's just, I, I think once you insert him, he's in the lineup for the rest of the series. So yeah. I, I think there's no pressure, but just the pressure he puts on himself, Tim. That's enough. So, but he's been around. Like, I, like how many years do you think he's been in the league? At least a decade. Yeah, he was drafted in 08, I think. Yeah, so he's been around a long time. And he'll be fine. Like, he, he's battled back from injuries before like this isn't the first time I think the last three or four years he's just been in and out of the lineup constantly so I like as a hockey guy I hope he comes back and rips a hat trick you know what I mean how exciting would that be yeah that'd be really fun tie the series up make this series interesting and just kind of give Dallas a, a reason to shake their head because right now they're just on cruise control they are and what I mean by cruise control I don't mean they're not trying but they are they're locked in at high gear and everybody's playing unbelievable, and they are just buzzing. You know what I mean? And they they all know what to do at each situation. So I don't know. They're they're a fun team to watch right now. And a little funny thing that I noticed: all the guys who scored for Dallas in Game One, their names all started with J. Did you notice that? <laughs> I didn't notice that. 
I little things like that is kind of kind of jump out at me. The first goal, Joel Hanley starts with a J. The second goal, Jamie Oleksiak. Third goal, Yoel Kavirkovin, Kavirkovin, Kavirkovanta, and then Jason Dickinson. That's pretty. I'm cool. not saying I'm not saying Jays are where it's at, but I'm not not saying that. You know what I mean? Oh, my kids just woke up, Tim, and my wife. She went. She's gone, and so they're going to be searching for me. <laughs> They'll find you in a second. So they might come down here. I'm just letting you know. It won't take long. Because the twins and my youngest wake up, and then they just start searching. My older girls stay in their room, and they like they have a CD on – a book on tape that they listen to, and they just kind of hang out in there. The twins, they'll check the garage to see if the car is there. They'll go in my room. I won't be there. And then the, the hunt is on. And I'm in the basement in one of the spare bedrooms. So – it's only a matter of time. Unless they play. We'll see. I'm just letting you know. I hear them upstairs. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts, which is, which is nice. When I'm looking for an employee, just say I have a co-host who gets a little big for his britches. And I'm looking for someone new. I go to Indeed.com. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all that great sign-up bonus. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, they are your online sportbook experts. So we did have another trade. Yes. What's so, what's so funny? It's just like you're, the way you describe when your daughter's looking for you. It's like Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. I know. You, know, we, you can we hear them upstairs. Hiding. You're hiding yeah. in the basement. The best, the best games that I play with my kids are hide and seek because I'll go find a wicked hiding spot and I'll just rip my like pull my phone out and play games and like do like read articles and stuff, catch up on the news, and I just sit there for like 15 minutes until finally I go, Dad, come on, come out of your hiding spot. So, <laughs> I'm good at hiding. But anyways, yeah. so the Minnesota Wild, this Bill Guerin, he's either he thinks he's going to get fired next year and he's just doing all the trades he can in a short amount of time, or he's just like trying to overhaul this whole team. He swung another deal the other day. So he's signing guys. He's making trades. 
how many moves has he made in the last two weeks? Is this the, the third or fourth pretty major move that he's made? I don't know, but there's going to be more coming too. Well, yeah, Dumba's on the block. I did a little bit of research after our podcast, and everybody says Dumba. They're already getting calls on him. Teams want them some Matt Dumba. So this team is just so – here's the trade. It was a Marcus Johansson for Stahl straight up, Eric Stahl. Yep. So pretty – Johansson's a winger. They're not signing Miku Koivu, who's a centerman. Yep. They have Zach Parisi, who's a – is he a center? He's a winger. A winger. Minnesota's weakness this year was their scoring, but more importantly, it was their center play. They didn't really have solid centers. Stahl was their one guy who they could lean on, who was – you could depend on him. You could throw him out there in both situations, in the D zone, in the offensive zone. You knew what you were getting. They trade him for Johansson. It's a good trade for Buffalo. I'll say that because what, what does Johansson make? Four and a half. And what did Stahl make? More than that. Uh, Stahl made more. I thought he made less. Pulling it up here. Pull it up, Tim. No, you're right. It's uh, 3.25. Yeah, so Minnesota's taking on a, another winger who's making 1.25 more than a good centerman. Johansson's younger, but he's got more term left on his contract. I, do, I don't understand this move. I guess you're trying to shake it up a little bit and you know maybe a, a fresh scenery will change things up for Johansson, like we talked about before with Line A, like a reclamation project. Because Johansson, he was dangerous when he first came into the league with Washington. Like, yep. he was a good player. But he was good just, with the Bruins last year. He was okay. He was I, he was okay. $4.5 million good? Uh, no, no. But you're always getting overpaid when you hit the market as a UFA. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I guess you you're trying to mix things up, and you just got a got a trade partner, and you just went for it. So, what do you think of this trade? Like, what what's your grades? If you're going to grade it for Buffalo and Minnesota on a scale of A being the best and a hundred being the worst, <laughs> uh, uh, a check a check plus. Check I think plus um, plus. yeah, I think I don't think it's a huge trade either way. I do think it's better for Buffalo. I'll give them maybe a B and Minnesota a C. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how Buffalo rolls with Stahl in the lineup. Is he the number two center? Is he, I mean, does he give some, take some pressure off Eichel? And probably a good figure for Eichel to have in the locker room as a, as a role model, as a leader, as a guy who's been in that spot. He's been in the league for years. He's probably got some wisdom he can impart. I don't think Eichel's really have that in his career at this point. Um, so I think it'd be good for him to have someone like that on his team, on his side. Um, I think as far as offensive up output, anything over like 40 points, I think is just greedy for, for stall. I don't think they're looking for him to, you know, light the lamp or anything. What do you think? Yeah. Well, it's funny. The GM of Buffalo is Kevin Adams now, and he was on the Carolina team when stall won that cup in 2005 or 2006. So he has some familiarity with some guys in that organization, but yeah, I don't know if I buy the the Eichel thing. He's been in the league for this will be his fourth year, you know, and he's he's been a captain for two years now. Hopefully Stahl does impart something, but I think Eichel, like that guy's a stud. You know what I mean? I just he's hope he, he's a, he's so good. So I hope Stahl goes there because you have seen other veterans go to Buffalo and they don't buy in. And then once it gets a little hard, there's a little adversity, they seem to just shut it down. And you can go down the list, even Ryan O'Reilly, you know, he wasn't playing like he's playing like he is in St. Louis. 
like Kyle Poso. You got all these guys um, who go there, even Jeff Skinner. I don't know what it is. They get the Buffalo flu. They don't produce like they did on their team before they went to Buffalo. Then they get traded. They go somewhere else, and they just light it up. So, I don't know. Buffalo needs some some players to go in there and play some good hockey. If for anything, we talk about Connor McDavid not being surrounded with good players. Poor Jack Eichel has been sitting there for his whole career, and he's been putting up amazing numbers with little to no help. Like, I know they have Sam Reinhardt. Jeff Skinner's a good player. They have some decent pieces that they put around him. They have some good defensemen in Rasmussen and Dolan and, they, and this, but poor Eichel. Like, he really does just do it all, and no one gives him any accolades. And he just sits there, and he's been on four consecutive just horrendous losing teams that start out the season like, oh, my goodness, the first 10 games we went 9-1. and one. We've, we've turned the corner. And then they just go on and they tank the last 72 games. They go like 20 and 52, you know? So I don't know. I hope it works out. Buffalo still needs to, you know, to do some work in Minnesota. What are they doing? We talked about last week, how their, their salary cap is going to be an issue. And they go and take on another million and a half contract for a Marcus Johansson. Who's not a proven scorer really in this league anymore. He's a solid third line guy. I'll give him that. But they're thinking they're going to slot him in in the top six. I don't know. I don't know, Billy Guerin. I really don't know. So we'll see how that goes. It, it's exciting to see deals, don't you think? It is, yeah. You don't really see that normally this time of year. I know. It's really weird. And then I saw Batman said they're going to probably push back the, hey, guys. They Here they are. Him. <laughs> I'm just doing my hockey. Can you say hi, girls? The twins are awake and they got into the snow stuff and they're looking for snow pants <laughs> and they want breakfast. So let's, let me just go upstairs and play and I'll be up in five minutes. You cannot stay down here. Okay, go, 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 go. But anyways, what were we talking about, Tim? Uh, we were wrapping up talking about Eric Stahl and Eichel just Carrying the team on his back. Oh, well, let's wrap that up. Did you see the Patriots game last night? I I didn't watch it, um, but I was watching the highlights. I was following on Twitter. Cam Newton is the story of the league right now. He's looking good. Well, well, I wouldn't say he was a story of the league. I think he's been a pleasant surprise through two games. You didn't know what you were going to get with them, but he, he runs a lot. He sure runs a lot. Yeah, that's something New England hasn't seen in decades. I saw some stat, like... As far as percentage of run plays, they ran 66% run plays their first game. The last time they did that was Tom Brady's first year, and they only did it 61% of the time. <laughs> so, like, you had to go back to, like, 1995 or something where they ran that many run plays. So, it's a different offense. They looked good. They lost. My Bills are first place in the AFC East. My steak dinner is looking pretty good right now. They're both you know, one and one. Let's. Uh, Bills are two and zero. Oh. Are they? Are you crazy? Then well, I thought Josh Allen was horrible last week. Josh Allen was good last week. He tossed three touchdown passes with no interceptions, and they won the game. Versus, mind you, they've only played the Jets and the Dolphins, so it's not like they're playing the Seahawks like the Patriots did. But they're two and zero. Oh. All right. <laughs> It'll be a fun steak dinner that you have to take me to i don't know what we you might have to take me to chicago there's no real good steak places here in town that's not true that is true name one good steak joint i don't know i haven't been See? i haven't been to one 
I guess modes would be okay. It's like a older style steak place. Maybe modes. Okay. You can take me to modes. <laughs> I, I did invite for all our viewers and listeners. I invited Tim to my house for breakfast to kind of pay off one of my breakfast bets. I was going to make him a nice egg, whatever. Cause I know he's on this silly diet. He turned me down. He said, no, I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah. That's what happened. That's so that much. counts as a, as a breakfast. I did not eat anything. So no, it doesn't. But if you offer up a breakfast for payment and you don't show up, that's not on me. That's on I've, you. I've done that to you before. No, you have never said, come over for breakfast. Or I said, hey, let's go out for breakfast. And you're like, no, never. <laughs> that was before you owed me a breakfast, though. What uh, else, Jim? What else last, are you going to talk about? Last thing, Petrangelo is looking more and more likely Ooh. like he's going to hit the free agent market. Um, he's been in the league for 12 years. He's going to be a UFA. He expects to become a free agent at this point, although he hasn't totally ruled out a return to the Blues. It's hard to see them not making it work, but you know the time goes on and they haven't signed yet. So I guess my first question is, one, do you think he ends up staying with the Blues? And if not, where, where are some destinations for him? Well, here's the deal. I think this is where this COVID thing is really going to stick a thorn in these free agents' side because these guys have a number that they've had in their head for years now. Because you circle that in year, like, okay, I'm going to be a UFA. Most players only get to hit the market once, maybe twice. And so Peter Angel's like, this is my time. I can go anywhere I'm going to cash in. And then he's been watching all these other guys, the Eric Carlsons, the Brent Burns, the Drew Doughty's, all these guys, the Victor Hedmans, they're getting $10 million. They're getting seven, eight, nine million million. And so he's been thinking about this. He's like, okay, I had my best statistical season. I won the Stanley Cup last year. Like, it's time for me to cash in. And then all of a sudden, there's no money for him. So he's going into free agency, and he still has the mindset, I'm getting $8 million or north of that. Like, that's, that's what I'm getting. And the GMs are giving him a rude awakening. The, the St. Louis Blues GM, Armstrong, probably said, listen, we can't do it. It's, it's not feasible. And when he hits the open market, teams are not going to be able to throw $8 million at him. I'm just there's, – there's going to be a reality check for these guys, the Tory Krugs and the Peter Angelos and these guys, that they're not going to be able to get that kind of contract. So my thing is, do you sign a two- or three-year deal so you can hit the open market again if you're a Tory Krug or a Peter Angelo? Just so you can wait for the league to recover so you can get those salary cap numbers back up to where they should be, then you can, you know, hit the, hit the market again. And hopefully there'll be a little bit more money in the system, but as for where he should go, there's not a lot of suitors. There really is not. We talked about who's got some money and who's willing to spend, but it seems like the teams who have money, they're going to be the teams who are a little more conservative with their spending. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, just selfishly, I would like to see him go to Toronto. I think that'd be a good fit, but they don't have any money. I'd like to see him go to any Canadian team just because they need it. But also a team I think he would fit well in with, he's played in their division for his whole career, would be the Chicago Blackhawks. If you, can, if you can somehow fit him onto their team, they have a good group of young forwards. They need to do something. Listen, he's one of my friends. I, I played Brent Seabrook. They need to figure out whether to put this guy on long-term injury reserve or trade him because he has this substantial elephant of a contract and he's nowhere near the player he was when he signed it. So 
I don't know if Bowman can work some magic and get out from underneath that contract. I'm pretty sure he can't. But if if Chicago could somehow figure out how to get Peter Angelo on their team, that would make them a contender for the next two or three years. Because I think, honestly, Peter Angelo is going to be good for two or three years of this deal. Then the last three, it's just going to be a terrible, terrible contract for whatever team signs him. So, because I, I think he'll get a five, six year deal. That's what people usually get. He'll probably get 40, 50 million, you know, and you'll get two or three good years out of him. So, I don't know. I think it would be exciting if Chicago could get him just to kind of just give him a boost in there because they, they're a good team. They, they turned some heads this year. You know what I mean? They knocked out Edmonton, they made it to the, the Stanley Cup finals. So, who knows? What about Buffalo? Kind of How about Buffalo? Uh, no, like he would not go to Buffalo. He, that that would be career suicide to go to Buffalo. So as much as I love Buffalo, as much as I love the area, I grew up right beside Buffalo. No free agent has gone to Buffalo in the last 10 years and has been happy for it. <laughs> I'm serious. Their career has not gone anywhere but in the tanks. You look at I, – I challenge you to look at all of their – top signings of every free agency period over the last 10 years and to find one person who has succeeded, you know, played, played to their contract level. They've signed so many guys to decent tickets, if not big tickets. And they've all just, just tanked just like been awful, awful players. Once they got to Buffalo, they've either gotten injured or they just couldn't find a scoring touch or they just completely like my buddy, Billy Lano packed it in and started painting. Like, and just didn't care about hockey whatsoever. So, no, Buffalo will not be not be in his uh, – Winnipeg, that'd be a fun team for him to go to, kind of resurrect that defensive corpse. You have some good forwards. You have a stud goaltender. Maybe go to Dallas, coming off a Stanley Cup win, inject some veteran leadership into that decor. Imagine him in that defensive group. Oh, scary. Or Colorado, same thing. Or Colorado. Like there's there's a lot of avenues, especially if he knows he's not going to get that eight million. And GMs are like, listen, we can only give you six and a half. There's a lot of GMs who could maybe throw out six and a half who could make that work and kind of maneuver with the salary cap, send some guys down, shed some salary, trade some second or third liners. Like there is a, a big market for Peter Angelo if he drops his price because then you got Tory Krug too. Like, who signs first? Who gets the bigger contract? Which one pulls the trigger? Do they both just go back to their teams? Because they realize that, hey, the market's not there. We like living in St. Louis and Boston. We'll just stay at home. I don't know. It'll be very exciting. So, so the when is – it's November, right? November 5th? Or is it October 5th? Excuse me. October 5th I, is free agency. I don't know. Yeah, so it's coming up in a few weeks. So that'll be exciting. I think it's October 5th. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. That'll be very exciting. Anything else, Tim, we should touch on? No. I think you got to make breakfast, right? I know. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was pretty relaxed. I didn't do too much. You got a lot of stuff done. You helped me throw windows in on Saturday. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. What would you think of those windows, Tim? They're beautiful. And Are they're very well, well set, well placed. Oh, they're not going anywhere. No, they're not. We should, do, we should give the viewers or listeners a little inside glimpse next time we're out there live tour i'm gonna to need your help tomorrow to put in the door what's your schedule I got, i'm around okay after work yep all right everybody well we are out of here i gotta go make breakfast and probably put out some fires upstairs i hope everyone had a good weekend and watch you some stanley cup finals tonight i think that's exciting hopefully stammer plays and we get to see some 
what's what's his i guess his name is stammer yeah stammer i don't like that nickname all right tim cheers buddy thank you for listening everybody later hey guys thanks for listening make sure you're following the show on twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights behind the scenes content sneak peeks and giveaways check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.